Oh, hello. Welcome to the inaugural video podcast. Yeah. It's the first time. Of the Nice Peter. Podcast. It's the first time we've had a camera in here. It's the first time we've been in here. Now we're, we're at my house. We used to live together here at this house. Now yep. we, we live in separate houses. This is Peter's room. And this is Dante. Hi. Let's start the show. It's intro music for the nice Peter podcast. So, uh, I don't know if you can edit podcasts. You can. You're you not can. supposed to? Not supposed to, but... It's a different experience for me. I'm so used to, to making videos and then just chopping them mm. like crazy. Yeah. That's That's my... It's my whole world. Well, people are going to know if this is chopped all crazy. Yeah, they're going to definitely notice. Yeah. You put in a lot of screen wipes or like diagonal ins and outs. I used to do that in high school. I was <laughs> on the, my high school had a television show. I was like a morning show. Yeah. And I used to be the host of it in a little, little shirt and tie. Yeah. I had my little bowl cut. <laughs> it was terrible. God, I had the worst. I don't have any hair now, but I had the worst hair as a younger person. Did you have to edit it as well? No, it wasn't edited. It was kind of live. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so you'd have that live switcher mm-hmm. um, where you, you know, the diagonal wipes, yeah. all that stuff. And the guy who did the switching, a friend of mine named Ben, uh, I'm going to go see him get married in September. That's awesome. He's in Korea. He correct? lives in Korea. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about that or not. Yeah, a little bit. It's hard to remember what we've talked about on the show here and what we haven't. So if we repeat ourselves, you know, forgive us. We're just excited. I like hearing about Korea and faraway places. And I think I'm going to go. Yeah. I think I'm going to go. Oh, we talked about going to Japan. Yes, we did. That's right. Yeah. But I think I think Korea, I, I think it would be so helpful to have a, a guide, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I've never been there, so I don't know what Asia is like at all, but I imagine it's going to be a lot different yes. and everything's going to be written in a different language. The words are a little bit harder totally, to understand. Totally, yeah. Yeah. So, but all that aside, my, my pulse is still coming down a little bit from the cat incident. Yeah, lost Grey Cat for just one second. For like five minutes. And yes. I freaked out. He wasn't lost, though. He was just hiding really well. Yeah. Well, he uh, he gave me a good, good old scaring. I actually, there were some tears in the bathroom. I hid them from you guys. Uh, our friend Derek is behind the camera. Dante and, and he were setting up everything. And, and after we found the cat, I went to the bathroom. And my, I teared a little bit. It was such a, a rush of emotion. I love my cats yeah. like they're babies. Yes. I think it's maybe my age, my place in life. I'm kind of ready to have babies. Yeah. Well, you have fur babies. Yeah. That's what they're labeled as in my filing cabinet. And I don't feel comfortable with that title. Well, did, who, st- who started that fur babies? That, that, that sounds... It's a whole genre of person right now. Yeah. If you're a fur baby owner, parent. Yeah. I just, I want to have pets. And then at some point I want to have babies. I don't want to have fur babies. That sounds like a disease. I think it's the, it's one step uh, in your caring, you know, meter. It's like you, you, you care about pets, you really care about fur babies, right. then you really care about human babies. And then like below pets, you have like service or work animals. Sure. Like a farm, in a farm situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you, so I think that's the, that's the meter you go on. Yeah. I've heard that you don't, you don't name animals on a farm that you're going to yes. kill or, or whatever. I've heard that as well. Ugh. It was, uh, it was intense. So I, I lost Grey Cat for a minute. I thought he had, while they were loading in equipment, I thought he had shot out the front door. And he doesn't go, we let him into the backyard to like ramble a little bit. Him and his brother, Orange Cat, of course. Uh, but it's all fenced in. They don't go anywhere. Um, so I thought he was out in the front on the street in the, in the, in the wild. And mm-hmm. I, I went out there freaking out. I was crawling on my hands and knees looking under cars. 
shaking his laser pointer because he usually runs to the sound of a shaking laser pointer. I knew deep down he was here. Yeah. That's because he's not my fur baby. Yeah. I, I, but I it, knew. It reminded me instantly of an episode I had with my father in a shopping mall. Mm-hmm. I was about eight or nine years old and I got lost from my dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just wandering around the shopping mall. And by the end, I was crying a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when I finally found my father who was with like a mall security guard, uh, he was also crying. It was such a rush wow. of emotion yeah. to, to be reunited. Big mall? Well, you know, yeah, not yeah. in the modern times. When you're a smaller child, it's, it's a relatively big mall. Humongous. Yeah. yeah. My my dad's shoes were a big mall at the, at the time. But uh, that was the Marketplace Mall in Rochester, New York. Okay. Um, one story. You know, malls mm-hmm. now, we got to go to the Mall of America. Yes, we did. tour last summer and yeah. ride the roller coasters and stuff. That's too much. Yeah, that's a super mall. That's... Uh, I don't need it. No, I think it goes beyond what a mall truly was meant to be. Did you hear about that converted Walmart in, I think, in South America somewhere? No. They took a Walmart that closed down, and they turned it into, like, you know, instead of having a big vacant building, they took it into, like, a community center. Mm-hmm. So there's a library, events, there's a farmer's market in there. Okay. All kinds of awesome stuff. Open air? Um, well, contained no, in the Walmart. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I, I think maybe a combination of both. Huh. I would like to see every single Walmart. And now it's no more Walmart, correct? No. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. No, it's community behind that. So let Walmart build the buildings, Mm -hmm. spend all that money, Mm -hmm. and then stop shopping there. Yeah. Everyone, never shop at Walmart again. You don't need to. It's terrible. Every once in a while, you do need to. That's the problem. Sometimes you're driving through certain communities, and that's all there is. But wasn't that what, like, the dollar store or the 7-Eleven was for? You know? Like that weird late night thing. You need, like, a funnel or a battery, or duct tape. But I had to go to Walmart to buy like a suitcase. Yes. But and it, I don't know. Maybe I, should, maybe I should back off the hate on Walmart, because every once in a while it's handy. For sure. But Does it have to be so gigantic? Does it have handy? to be so big? Yeah. Do they have to sell groceries? I don't, but they do. And electronics? Can't they stick to suitcases and funnels? <laughs> I think Amazon's going to be our Walmart, man. I think that's all there is to it. And all the Amazon great. and the drones and the the ability to be like, I want this. Why'd you just link Amazon with drones? Because they're gonna do a drone program. They're well, gonna just drop stuff off in your front yard. Yeah, man. Come on. Totally. They're, they're they're talking about airspace. They're talking about how they're going to be able to navigate these drones to deliver things to you. I can't tell if I'm excited or terrified. It's a both a little bit of both. Yeah, I feel the same way. Because who's gonna stop someone from robbing that drone unless the drone has some sort of armored protection gun? And then how far are we from RoboCop? I think Elon Musk is working on that right now. He doesn't own Amazon. But still, I know he's working he's on probably it right working now. On it. Yeah, he's probably working on it. I like the drones. I have a helicopter drone that uh, I don't get to use enough. I have some kite. I like things that fly. Yeah, they're awesome. They're great. Well, what's up with the drone? Does it still work? Or is oh, it- yeah, it works great. Yeah. Uh, you know who wanted to borrow the drone was Charlie Tuna from Jurassic 5. <laughs> and I got a, I, I know. Yeah. I, I, well, I was out of town when he oh, wanted yeah, to use yeah. it. And just the opportunity, Charlie Tuna, by the way, you and you, mm-hmm. Derek, Katz, was the nicest man. Yeah. His hands were enormous, as, as, as it seems most of the rappers we were, he, guest rappers have. He's enormous man. He's huge, yeah. but so kind. And we had a conversation after we filmed, uh, he played um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And after we filmed, we sat out uh, near the, in the trunk of his car, hanging out. And the conversation went on so long and so beautifully I almost had to go. Yeah. But but I could I, I wasn't gonna like be like, oh Charlie Tuna, sorry, I got stuff to do. Yeah. 
So I, I stayed, but he was so gracious and he started telling stories and they were fascinating and his voice was so amazing the whole time. It was like a big lullaby <laughs> of beautiful big handedness. Like a, um, oh, who did, who did, uh, James Earl Jones? Sure. You know? Yeah. Just kind of talking you to sleep. Oh, it's great. Yeah. But he wanted to borrow my drone and, and I, I missed the opportunity. Derek has a drone. He's, mm-hmm. maybe we should get some drone cameras in here. Just to make everything super irritating. Everything's <laughs> got high level of white noise. Like, uh, I think that's going to be the next step forward in drone uh, technologies, eliminating this, the blender sound that happens. Oh, yeah. Silent drones. That'd be fresh. Yeah. Do you happen to see on Reddit the guy who uh, turned it? I guess he made a Millennium Falcon, and but then input the four quadcopters into it. I saw the link. I didn't click it's on pretty it. pretty cool. Apparently, it wasn't you know the most nimble, and it didn't couldn't go super fast, but he's flying it around, and goes up and down but i think it can't it can't go forward very quickly oh that's stupid <laughs> but hey so that first, sounds like first a step, stupid drone so first step i mean think about all the star wars memorabilia you could make with all of those different shapes and then drone technology yeah, man i used to make i had the millennium falcon toy and i made it fly by going you know yeah. and i had a great time it doesn't yeah. need to actually fly that's for children yeah, yeah. for children toys I, I get bothered by how much toys do now mm-hmm. whereas toys used to just be a lot of blank spaces for you to fill in with your own sounds your own action now it's like karate chop sound effect movement and it's stupid do you remember your favorite toy star wars toys it's just any was there a particular star wars toy all of them all of them not even like a figurine or it was or a spaceship or uh no honestly it was like it was like trying to decide which cat i love the most yeah yeah. you know orange cats louder it's got that cute howl sometimes annoying gray cat way creepier like when when he comes up to cuddle it's he's got this like creepy look in his eye and he likes to need your armpit he gets always up to trouble yeah he's creepy yeah but i love them both equally and all my star wars toys i loved equally um i used to bury them in the backyard Uh, yes totally lose them Mm -hmm. and my brother would get real pissed (laughs) this is the first time it's interesting on this podcast i've talked about my brother more and more yeah um is he going to hope he comes on the podcast sometime? Should I have my brother as a guest? Absolutely. On the, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Eventually. eventually. I've, kept, I've kept my brother kind of out of my, my YouTube existence. I mm-hmm. never never talked about him on the Monday show or anything, but we, we went through a hard time, my brother and I. Mm-hmm. We went through some some challenge in our relationship, but we've certain, certainly gotten over it. Yeah. Gotten, gotten closer again. Yeah. I think, so my brother lives in Los Angeles. He's a, a screenwriter. And uh, he, I think we, we got so used to living apart from each other. Because I lived in New York, he lived in Los Angeles. I lived in Chicago, he lived in Los Angeles. All of a sudden, we lived in the same town. It was like, uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It was like, we were, are we supposed to hang out? Same here. Like, we're not, yeah. We usually hang out once a year yeah. and, and talk and get along. And so, But yeah, we figured it out. Yeah, your sister. Yeah, my sister and I are eight years apart. So we, like, we had very little time of uh, living at home together. Sure. When, you know, she went to college when I was just getting into high school and stuff right. like that. And or I think she's even going to LA when I was just getting into high school. So... Did she bring you back illicit things from college when you were getting to high school? No, but she did leave a bottle of Aftershock uh, liquor, liqueur thing. Is that the drink? cinnamon one? I think so. Or the but anus? She, but she anus? left it on her, uh, in her bedroom, which I kind of took over after she left. Sure. And she put the highlighter in it to make it glow in dark at Disgusting. night with the black light. Yeah. You, you're I, not supposed to do that in stuff you drink. Well, I didn't know. I knew nothing about liquor. All I knew is I saw a bottle of liquor and it glowed. I've never you seen Aftershock. You and I thought this is what Aftershock does. No, bro, that's just highlighter water. Yeah. Tell me about it. Because I was like, this tastes just like water. This is awesome. No. Nope. And I continued to drink it and continued to drink it. 
I, I mean, I live to tell the tale. Sure. But uh, I would recommend Aftershock is not actually fluorescent. Nope. Um, Did your pee glow in the dark? I don't recall my pee. I just knew I knew something was wrong. I knew something All right. wasn't totally so back up a couple how steps. liquor tasted. If you, if you ever accidentally drink a glow-in-the-dark liquid again... <laughs> Please pay closer attention to your pee. Absolutely, yeah. Let us know yeah. if, that, if that happens. No. Because glow drinking something glow-in-the-dark <laughs> is gross and probably really bad for you. Having glow-in-the-dark pee. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> I would pee right back in the bottle and put it back on the shelf and then have some other idiot try and drink it. Not that you're an idiot, but that no. guy would be. Yeah. I was 13. I was a, sure. Which, we're all idiots at 13, I'm pretty sure. So... My brother, one time, we used to have a liquor. My parents don't really drink that much. Yeah, my yeah. father would have a beer or a glass of wine or whatever. And my mother drinks Bailey's, which mm-hmm. turns out is disgusting. Mm-hmm. But they had a liquor cabinet down in the in the basement, or a shelf full of booze bottles. And there was this like vodka in the back mm-hmm. that one time me and my next door neighbor, I reached all the way in the back, yeah. put it in the some plastic things, yeah. filled it back up with water, yep. put it back. A couple weeks later, my brother's going to a New Year's Eve party, reaches in the back, takes the vodka. <laughs> Took this bottle of water to the New Year's Eve party, yeah. and he had the same experience. He drank quite a bit of it, yeah. thinking, because it still smells a little bit. Yeah, there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> the inexperienced. That's amazing. Yeah. Dr- drinking is such a such an incredible journey as you, as you, I think here in America, it's like, all of a sudden we, we, we get to college, it's like, <gasps> yeah. And before that's just covert operation. Sure. And you, and you know nothing, and except, I don't know, someone will give you a beer at, uh, family gathering Right That's it I was never allowed to do that Yeah I got a sip And I'm like that's gross that Totally like, gross but Oh beer used to taste like cheese feet That did Disgusting you? I remember going into my, my parents liquor cabinet And making gin and juice Because You know Snoop Dogg But then like learning that It's just disgusting I, I feel Maybe I missed something I've had some of your Gin and juice I've had some of your old mixed drinks And they were gross <laughs> <laughs> Dante used to make martinis And he would Fill it up halfway with vermouth yeah. and then halfway with gin. It was disgusting. I was learning. But he has, his drinks since have, oh, you made some yeah. phenomenal cocktails here. Gotta the other make night. some bad cocktails before you make some good ones. That is true. Yeah. You can't make an omelet without puking Drink on me. some chickens. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> drinking, I, I remember going to college. And, and so after the covert, like, black market era of high school, yeah. where you can, like, you know, sell a 40. Mm-hmm. I sold a lukewarm 40 for like $8 to no Sadiq. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I had this lukewarm 40 in my neighbor's attic yeah. and, and I sold it for eight bucks. I was totally doing black market booze in high school. But then you get to college and it's like, it's still not legal for us to drink no. here in America, which is totally Cr- stupid. Yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. If you, can, if you can, as my uh, friend's dad would say, if you can die in a war or take a bullet for your country, sure. you can have a drink. And I... I completely agree. There's, a, there's so many things you can do at 18. Yes. But this drinking, and you could drink at 18. Who who among us has not had a drink yeah. at 18 to 21? No. Yeah. But the problem is we have to do it like hidden in the back or in a dorm room and it's like, let's do eight shots of tequila, then go out. Because we don't know how this works. No clue. Yeah. No sense of responsibility. Yeah. And then people end up with alcohol poisoning, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So we got invited to meet... Uh, no, the president of, of the United States. I got all serious there. Really. No, Barack Obama. But it was, a, it, was, it was a big deal. Yeah. So there was a fo- that was about the healthcare. Uh-huh. There was a follow-up meeting we were invited to here in Los Angeles mm-hmm. that he, he might, it was like an 80% chance he was going to be there. So I was like, yeah, I'll go. So I went up and we were talking about, um, they're doing a thing about sexual assault in colleges. Very important. 
Yes. Super important. Uh, the statistics are ridiculous. Yeah. What they're saying is something like one in four, one in five, something like, holy moly. Yeah. Whether, you know, whether or not that's accurate, it shouldn't be, it should be one in nothing. Yeah. Zero in five. Yeah. There shouldn't be people assaulting people sexually in college. There's so yeah. much like happy, joyful yeah. sex opportunities. Absolutely. You got to get the assault out of there. Yeah. The coercion. Yes. So one of, one of the things they talked about is how it's, it's often under the influence of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked a question. I was like, has anyone, and it was, ex- oh, so Barack Obama was not there, mm-hmm. but his, his like number two, Valerie Jarrett, mm-hmm. I, gosh, I hope I'm saying her name right. Cause she's like a big deal in the government. <laughs> she was there. Another guy from, from the white house was there. There were some big ballers in the white house, which it, it was amazing to be sitting down. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. To be having a conversation with these people who are actually in the top levels of our government asking us questions. It was me. It was like Renton Link, Grace Helbig. It's crazy. Yeah. So I asked a question of, well, have you ever considered lowering the drinking age so mm-hmm. that people can start to learn how to drink responsibly, legally, uh, at a measured pace? You know, go out, you have a drink, you have two drinks. So it's not slamming shots, going out, losing control, having to go to a house party. Like that, that's the problem. You can go to a, a bar and not get a drink. All you have to do is go to the frat party and yeah. you can get a drink. You can get all annihilated. Sorts of yeah. And there's no, there's no, you know, nobody's charging you, there's no bouncers. There's just a bunch of, you know, not all frat dudes are sketchy, but let's be honest. The private statistics are also in the favor of uh, the coercion. There's a higher odd of sketchiness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that, that's based on nothing. If you're out there and you're in a fraternity and you're not at all sketchy, I'm very proud of you. Yeah, no, they exist. Of course. I've, we've, I've had my experiences. It might be a stereotype, but yes. I gotta, it's got to be proved to me yeah. to be incorrect first. So... I asked the question of, well, has anyone even, even talked about this? You're in the government. Have you, have you ever considered it? Yeah. Because you're, you're just sitting here talking about how many people are drinking underage. Have you considered, you know, making it a legal thing so people can do it responsibly? Mm-hmm. They didn't even, like, they ignored my question. Like, they didn't, they were like, yeah, so uh, we're going to, and I, I got a little, I got a little miffed. Yeah. Valerie uh, Jarrett. <laughs> I was like, yo, I, I just asked a reasonable question. You invited us here to talk. This is a, I think this is a good point. Yeah. I asked it again. And that was an interesting moment. Because yeah. this lady is not my mom. <laughs> this is like one of the heads of, of yeah. our federal government. And I, I was like, excuse me. I asked you a question. I didn't say it like that. I wish I had. Uh, but I, I really wanted them to at least answer me. Yeah. And at least tell me whether they had thought about it, considered it. Mm-hmm. Again, they refused to, to, they barely acknowledged the question. And I do think... That's a, a huge part of the problem is that we keep we keep everything uh, out of of legality mm-hmm. so people don't do it right. Yes, hundred percent. But they wouldn't even talk to me about it. It's bizarre. Wow. I mean, but just to, I'm sure I I wonder if it was more be so because they were not expecting to answer it. Like they had no talking points for. How about we lower the drinking age? How can you be talking about how bad binge drinking is on college campuses and not consider the option of, hey, should we maybe regulate this? Put it out in the open? Yeah. People are drinking. Yeah. They're going it's causing through. problems. It's historically. Haven't stopped it. Yeah. No statistics are Before saying. Before prohibition. Ugh. Always. So much drinking during prohibition. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, so, all right. Is this an option? Uh, it, to me, it's That's, like if if my cat was constantly breaking into my 
Cheetos, which I don't eat. I, just, I don't know why I said it. Yeah. The screen got dark. That's all right. No, no, all no. Right. We're, we're rocking. And I wasn't feeding him. Mm-hmm. And me just constantly trying to lock up my Cheetos instead of feeding my cat. Maybe that's a terrible metaphor. Maybe it's not even a metaphor. All I'm saying is you, you try and lock stuff away and hide it, and it still happens. Yeah. But if you, if you start to educate people, be like, yo, you're not, you're not breaking the law. Just slow down on your drinking. You're, yeah. you're 19 years old. You weigh 112 pounds. Don't do three tequila shots yeah. at a time yeah. before you go out, and you're going to have a better night. Or I feel like another element, too, is, uh, okay, you want to see what three tequila shots are like? Here you go. Like We're, we're all going to hang out here tonight. Sure. Parents are home. Right. Here's three tequila shots. You want one more? Here's a fourth. Sure. And you're throwing up. And that's what, and that's what, that's what feeling like that, you know? But I, I feel like you got to go there in order to kind of, of course, but you got to go there in a safe place. Totally. Yep. I don't know if a bar is a safe place. No. Because what I don't like about bars is if you, if you get too drunk in a bar, they just, they're like, we don't want you here. Yeah. They just throw you out. And that's, eh, that's no. it's a little shady. <laughs> it could be anywhere. College bars are so shady. I got. I smell a, so bad. A girl I, I was dating in college. She was. I think 17 or 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I was only 18, so it's not it's not too weird. Safe here. I was I no was a, I was a younger man, but she was even younger than me. Yep. She was 5 foot 3. Mm-hmm. I got her into a college bar with a man named Brian D Eberts. <laughs> driver's license. Now, this is a long-haired man. Yes. But he was named Brian D Eberts <laughs> and he was like 5'10". Yeah. And this was a five foot three girl who was like 17 maybe 18 years old yeah and the bouncer was like three bucks you know <laughs> just got in and, and it was ridiculous yeah, they don't care they don't care uh-huh. and 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 that kind of stuff happens every day and yet you know you go to ask the question of like hey have you ever considered maybe doing this in a smarter way and yeah got brushed off i I've, i want to still believe it's because they just were just never expecting that question maybe it's like I it, it's so obvious and so fundamental that you don't question it, yeah. you know? I don't think they were expecting really us to get, you know, we were all really excited. And you look at Rhett and Link, and those are some guys that really can influence young men. Mm-hmm. Their whole their whole point behind this campaign is to empower young men to see a sexual assault happening or, or about to happen and step in. And yep. be like, yo, that's not cool. Yeah, And to make the men who, or the women, you know, who get involved, who step in, who, who interfere, make that cool yeah instead of like oh dude you i was totally about to hook up with that chick you blew up yeah. my spot what's up with you to to get rid of that and that's going to take some time that's going to take some effort mm-hmm. to change that stigma of cock blocking or kook blocking because mm-hmm. we say here on, on the nice peter podcast into like oh you're a hero you know yeah y- you're you're protecting somebody man or a woman mm-hmm. who is they've lost control of themselves they're a little too drunk they're getting you know kind of coerced by this dude mm-hmm and you you stepped in as a hero to make to elevate that guy and eliminate the uh, the the kook bluk. I think Syndrome. another part of that too possibly could be uh, our inability for the most part to defend ourselves. Like it's not like kind of mandatory or it's not part of your gym class to take a martial art. I got so like, I got to take so, a martial so art. So totally, yeah. really, yeah. yeah so but, I didn't. I mean, mine was like I, I did too, but it was private. It was somewhere else. It was either the, the boys and girls club sure. or something like that. But. I feel like a lot of people coming into college, and myself included, like, I don't totally know how to defend myself. Right. And but, so, therefore, to stop something, 
I, I don't feel very capable. But if we learn at an earlier age, and I feel like that also has a lot to do with bullying. Like you might not get bullied as much. People might not get bullied as much in total if everyone if had, a, had a fundamental right. idea of how to defend themselves and throw a punch and, and back up a little bit or do whatever they have to do. So that's an interesting short-term solution. I, I think in their long-term goal is to, like if you were at a party and you started doing Nazi salutes, everybody would be like, uh, that's not socially acceptable. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're trying to change the yes. sexual coercion okay. into being not socially acceptable. Yeah. Um, no, that makes makes a lot more sense. I still, it, I still think that I stand by my martial arts. But agreed. You, what you're saying is uh, something that can happen now. Can happen and, yeah. and will happen over the long term is shifting the idea of it into that dude's right. He's just helping you realize you were being wrong, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just helping you out. That's wrong. You yeah. don't want to. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I'm. I'm helping you be that guy. Yeah. I'm helping show you the light. Yeah. There's plenty of ways to get laid in college where everyone's happy. Yeah. Like, and you got to start by like using your brains. <laughs> using good, your good brains place. and using less tequila. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of tequila maybe here and there. Yeah, but, absolutely. But mostly brains. Yeah. And you know, rock hard abs. Be interesting. Yeah. And have a good physique. Good sense of humor. Learn yeah. how to play guitar. Know how to crack a joke. Yeah. Play, exactly. Playing guitar helps. Oh, it's yeah. a godsend. Yeah. So Rhett and Link. You know, when you look at them, they are real influencers. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of people watching them every day who really look up to them as, you know, as like an older brother figure, as a father figure, as, as a co-dude figure. Yeah. I look up to them. I yeah. admire, I've admired those dudes since the moment I met them. Yeah, same here. I met them at VidCon. They invited me to sit at their lunch table. I was a nobody on YouTube. And they were like, hey, man, you want to sit with us? I was like, whoa. And I sat with them. And I've been, I've been loving them every minute since. Yeah. So they were eager to be involved, and I don't know how much they have gotten involved with, with what I was trying to do, but the meeting as a whole seemed much more like a, hey, just want to get a little FaceTime with you guys. All right, got to move along. Instead of realizing the potential of, of a pair like Rat and Link, far beyond what rap, you know, what is rap battles going to do to, to stay, yeah. you know, Teddy Roosevelt's going to be like, don't rape people, dicks, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe. But Rhett and Link have a chance to really be honest and really shape some developing minds. Yeah. I think they should take them real seriously. And it, it didn't look like they took them seriously enough. I don't know. I was yeah. only there for 15 minutes. Maybe maybe it's progressed to something else. I don't know. I would also uh, come under the assumption that people who are into Rhett and Link uh, probably are also not going to coerce anyone in a violent or bad manner. True. You know what I mean? True. And, um, but that's you need those leaders in your social group. Totally. But I think everyone who's already listening to them is, is I mean they should talk about it but, totally, but their audience I think is already on board to being awesome. Definitely, probably not a lot of rapers in the Rhett and Link yeah. crowd. However, yeah. are they comfortable talking to someone who is a friend of theirs who's about to make a mistake or a guy they know? Yeah, do they know the things to say to to jump in when they see a girl falling down drunk? Yeah, yeah, or you know, kind of you know that kind of weird shady stuff. I never really saw much of that in college. I think my Me friends neither. were. Either too stoned or too nice. Or a lot of it happened in the fraternities behind closed doors. Right. Maybe. Not, not at all, but... This is not the hate on fraternity no, podcast. No, it is not. But I have... I know people have been around. I've just heard some weird things. Heard stories. It's a stereotype. Yeah. It's out yeah. there. Yeah. And and what a, an exciting opportunity to turn that around. Yes. Fraternities could be known for their safety, their yeah. sexual security. Yeah. You can go to a frat party and never get assaulted. Yeah. That, that's what it could be. Yeah. It's a brotherhood. It should be a brotherhood of, of you know, conviction and morals and assault doing free the right zone. thing. And, yeah. No shame. Instead of like... But no assault. How we get all the cheap booze together right. and all the girls come over. 
That said, some of my favorite concerts I've ever played in front of, you know, some of the nicest, coolest, most supportive people at an early part of my career. <sighs> my nose got a little stuffy. There's a flu going around, isn't there? Yeah, I got something. It's terrible. Was at a fraternity house yeah. in in, in uh, Bloomington, Illinois. Uh, the, I was playing at a place called the Pub Two, mm-hmm. and it was a sports bar. I was playing my concert, doing my best. People yeah. were into it, and behind me was a giant television playing Sports Center, oh, which is the worst. Yeah, like you can't compete with that. Yeah. You can't. You can't get people into something when Sports Center is playing behind you. No. So I asked the bartender from the stage. I was like, "Hey, man, can you?" No, first I asked him right in, in person. I went up. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm you know I'm, I'm playing or I'm about to play. Can you?" Can you shut off the ten foot sports center that's right behind my head? Oh no, man, this is a sports bar. So play your show, and we'll give you money. Shut up. So got up there, got the crowd a little into the show, started picking up momentum. Played Fifty Cent as a pussy. Yeah, you know, got them riled up. And then I asked, "Do you guys, you guys having a good time? Yeah. You guys want to watch a concert? Yeah. Do you want to watch Sports Center? No. Yeah. All right. Do you want them? Do you want them to shut this TV off? Yeah. All right, bartender, people have spoken. Can you shut the sports center off? Nothing. Just not even a nope. Just not even an acknowledgement. It's like he worked for the White House. (laughs) So I kept going, and I got him riled up again, and I went for one more push. I was like, all right, this is it. Let's get these TVs turned (laughs) off. Got the whole crowd chanting, turn them off, (laughs) turn them off. You know, not getting angry, not getting hateful. Just like, come on, let's do this. Yeah. Let's change this night. Yeah. We can watch SportsCenter on our ass any day. This is a concert. Yeah. Nothing. Nope. They might even turned it brighter, you know? Uh, Yeah. yeah. So I got a little aggro as I used to get in my old days. And I started singing a song called Fuck the Pub 2. Yeah, and this was called the Pub Two, and I, and the whole song was about how I was gonna poop on the outside of the bar. Real passionate. I love that stuff. Man. I know. Love pe- that. Stuff. I know. I oh, know. It's the best. I know. I I I loved parts of it too. Uh, it was exciting. I was nervous. I'm nervous even thinking about it. Uh, but, but the adrenaline. Yeah, yeah the adrenaline's it. huge. Ugh. So the whole crowd's singing, "Fuck the Pub Two. Yeah. We're gonna poop on the bar." <laughs> On the outside, mind you, not in the bar. That's disgusting. Yeah, but we were, gonna, we were going to fecate yeah. on, on the bricks outside. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. Probably not really going to do that, but that was the song. And, and I thought that would get it. Yeah. Kept the TVs on. And eventually I had to be like, you know what? I'm out of here. This concert is over. It was yeah. like 30 minutes in to a three-hour set. I was like, keep your 300 bucks. I'm out. That's awesome. And this dude stands up in the front. He's like, yo, I'm in a fraternity. You want to come play in our basement? We'll get all these people there. I was like, hell yeah, dude. We all left. Half the bar left, went to this fraternity basement. There was extension cords running through puddles of water. Like so unsafe, but it didn't matter. They set up this little PA and we just, we we must have sang Fuck the Pub 2 about 80 times that (laughs) night. I played songs. We rocked out. People were dancing, going crazy. Super cool dudes. Everybody was great. And then that started a tradition where every year, instead of going to that bar, I would go back to this fraternity. That sounds awesome. And they knew every word, man. They, yeah. uh, when I went back the next year, you know, I left a couple CDs the year before, and it's such a close community that they just, they rocked it. It was my old Songs for Moms album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I went back, they knew every word. At one point, my microphone cut out, and they were just singing. And that was the first time that ever happened to me. I was used to playing for, like, strangers and trying to win them over. These were people singing along. Yeah. 
And it was it was amazing. And they they were particularly non-assaulty fraternity. Yeah. No, I know they exist. They are out there. I, I've have hung out with them too. Totally. I feel bad for it. Let's casting any aspersions or maybe we can keep it off of fraternities and just be yeah. shady dudes yes whatever kind of brotherhood you're in it's a separate brotherhood of shady dudes yes you guys you guys just need help man you just need a guiding hand to show you what's right and wrong yeah i think so and you just come out in the light a little bit and uh i think there's a shame factor there that kind of leads oh, to sure. that behavior of coercion that's another thing that they're trying to shift and i you know all Trash talking about the White House aside, I admire what they're trying to do. Yeah. They're, they're, they're setting out to do something that does help people. Yeah. That's beautiful. Spending time and energy on it. Even just inviting us was an, was an honor. Yeah. I, I just wish they'd let us help more. Maybe they did. Whatever. Well, so was, you guys are to, part of the national dialogue, you know? I, I want to be. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, but, but changing the, uh, I think right now some dudes feel like if they don't score, they're going to get made fun of. Oh, dude, mm-hmm. you hook up? No, man, she was a little drunk. I decided to respect her body and, and, and maybe go out with her sometime. Yeah. Ah, oh, you pussy! Yeah. That stuff's gotta go. Or like scoring is the end game. Right. It's like the end result. But there's like, there's many more things after scoring. That so many things. We could talk about and perhaps. And scoring's lovely, but yeah. both people gotta be into the score or else you're kind of just cheating and throwing the ball in the net. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. like poking the goalie in the eyes. Throwing the ball in there. Yeah. And that's that's not scoring. It's not a win. It's not a win. No. It's not a point. Shady. Yeah. Brotherhood of shadiness. It's got to go. Yeah. So, gosh. You seen the new um, Orange is the New Black? No. I haven't gotten in that show at all, honestly. Oh, the first season's amazing. Yeah. I started, I just was like, oh, I wonder what this is. Yeah. 13 hours later. Really? That was amazing. Huh. Uh, I binge watch television. Cause yes. Because of Netflix. Because of Netflix. Available. Oh, they do it so well. Have you happened to watch Black Mirror? Orange is the new Black Mirror? Uh, Black Mirror. Is Black no Mirror orange. the new orange black? Uh, Mirror is no orange, just black. I'm I'm lost. Um, other show, English, got Twilight it. Zone. I just got to say it because we're talking about black things. Sure. Netflix. If, incredible. Amazing. Amazing mind-warping concepts. It's uh, a British television show? It's a British television show. English? English. Now, I, I love England. Yes. It's my favorite place to play in, in, a, in a certain way. One of my best friends in the world is an English dude. Mm-hmm. Some of my best friends in the world. Mm-hmm. I can't stand English television. Oh, this is so good. I know. This Maybe is, it is. I don't know like what Downton it is. It's not like Downton Abbey. Yeah, that one drives, no, just makes me carsick. That, no, no, can't do that. This I don't know how I get show. carsick watching television. But the it, people happen to speak English. Well, we all, I mean, accent. Accents. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's totally... Is that racist if I don't like English television? No, no. Prejudice? It's a humor thing. That's a prejudgment. You must have liked some English stuff. Yeah, maybe. Mr. Bean. Yeah, I love Mr. Bean. Yeah. I You're mean, right. All right, maybe I'm talking, maybe I'm thinking about one show. Maybe no, I'm just. The Grand, I, I get you, man. I've watched Doctor Who. Oh, I couldn't do it. That was tough. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I know. There's like one episode I can get into. The rest is uh, just between. It just loses me. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of Doctor Who fans out there, and I respect you, mm-hmm. and I respect the show. Yeah. You don't have to be into everything. No. no you do I don't not. like kimchi, but I respect it. <laughs> All right? I don't like Doctor Who, but I respect it. And I, I had to play Doctor Who for a rap battle, so I had to get into it. Mm-hmm. I had to watch about 12 episodes, and I, I almost threw up. 
I liked watching the early, early, early Doctor. Super old ones? Because it was a snapshot into te- into technology of that time, into sure. television. Sure. Other than that, I just couldn't follow, couldn't I, follow a thing. I love that they've been doing it this long. That's yes. great. You yeah. know. Might as well keep it up. Good for them. Black Mirror, though. You like incredible it? Incredible show. All right. Totally worth it. Totally Orange, worth it. Orange is the New Black, also an incredible show, yeah. but very upsetting. Yeah. Especially the season two started off and it's like, ooh, it's a peek into our criminal justice system. It's like, ah, that ain't right. Just, that ain't right. In, in continuing my, my daydream of running for Congress, yes. I prepared a speech. Okay. All right? The war on drugs is over. It's time to start the war on addiction. Yeah. The war on crime is over. It's time to start the war on poverty. The war on want. The war on inequality. Those are the things I want to say. This is, I got the That's first great. three. That's a great first start. Thanks. Thank you very much. So you watch this show. Whether it's real or not, it's, it's disgusting. Yes. It, 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 to see the way people who make mistakes, people who don't have, people who are desperate, who make bad choices yeah. and can't afford a good lawyer. Ugh. They get the shaft every time. And they are now criminals. Yeah. And they are put into a system that they cannot possibly escape from in better shape. There's no like, yeah. yo, you screwed up a lot. You need to learn and you need to become a better person out of this. Yeah. And we're going to help you because yeah, no. we as a society want you to be a better person. Yeah. And it's just like a big old stamp on the forehead. It's like, bad. Yeah. You can't get loans. Have fun getting a job. Yeah. Uh, have, I don't, can you I think you, you can't vote if you're a felon. Something like that. But but I hear the fact that you, it's super hard to get a loan and super hard to get a job. How do you go back into society? How there's are you certain rehabilitated? Kind of crimes, there's certain kind of crimes. There's certain kind of crimes that deserve, uh, you know, a real punishment. Uh, yeah. But drugs and like somebody smoking their own crack, like it's not good. No. But like if you're smoking your own crack, it's kind of your own problem. Yeah. Maybe you're robbing people. I don't know. But I don't know. To me. If you're smoking your own crack, it means that there's something wrong in yeah. your life that needs to get fixed first. Yes. And and then the, the crack is a symptom of some deeper problems. I don't know. I don't think I've ever smoked crack. I may have. I think I might have once. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I could have been, could have been PCP. I don't I'm know what sure. it was. I, I mean, was, I, it, it was one of those nights. It was one of those nights. Uh, did we just talk about that? We just did. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe we have to go into it a little some bit. Other time. Uh, now we or go no. into it right now. Right, I mean, I, 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 I'm not real cool. What, tell us your story. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I was at some kind of uh, gather, uh, uh, a kind of a fraternity, but not a fraternity. Mm-hmm. But they had the fraternity vibe. Okay, a brotherhood. A brotherhood. Sure. Of men. All right. Uh, and I was young. I was like 18 or something, maybe 17. And um, I was past a joint, and with, which we we're on board with that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but it was like it had like a spongy kind of filter. Thought it was a little strange. Odd. And uh, took a few hits, and everything's cool. And then all of a sudden, my buddy, his head, uh, there were like five of them, and they were circling around, and each had a different expression on it. <laughs> and I knew, I knew this was not weed. Something was very different. That sounds like PCP. Yeah, man. I don't know what PCP is really. Me neither. Well, I I don't know. Did you but rob? It, did you want to rob? Uh, then I look at the uh television they're playing like animal planet or something and there's snakes on it with like surround sound but there couldn't even been surround sound i might have been imagining surround sure. sound so then i run into the bathroom throw up 
Next thing I know, I wake up at my friend's place the next morning. So it was something hard. I don't, I don't know what it was, but uh, I lived to tell a tale. Sure. It's all good. You learned a lesson? Yeah. I was with my friends. Don't smoke they shady things you me. don't understand. Yeah. But if something's, if something's weird about whatever you're smoking, might want to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Or get the full picture of what what's happening there. Those are the kind of things we got to prepare people for. Yeah. Because you can be in a situation where something's offered to you and there's four dudes around you and you're young, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And all of a sudden you do a drug you never meant to do. Yes. Because you don't understand what it is, what it looks like. You know they canceled the D.A.R.E. program? Is that right? Well, I mean, was it super effective? I, it was effective for me. I'll, I knew how to roll a joint because of D.A.R.E. program. All righty. You know? Well, you know how our state feels, our state of California yes. feels about marijuana. It has its place in the world. Yes. Whether that's in your life or not. It's currently not in my life at all, and I've mm-hmm. been enjoying the, the, yeah. the clarity. Yeah, and, uh, and if I can add to that, I, I uh, don't really smoke sure. at all. No, not at all. But when I do... You I'm smoke ha- crack. I'm ha- <laughs> I go full-on spongy filter sure. animal planet. I think teaching young people what drugs are, what they look like, how yeah. to, how like sentences you can use to be like, no thanks, dude, I got the flu. Yeah. Nobody wants to smoke a joint with a guy who's got the flu. Yeah. You know? I got sores. I, well, all right. But whatever, giving people some tools that they can use so when those moments hit where you're under pressure yeah. and, and the stuff's weird and you maybe have had a drink or you know, you're know you at a college party and you, you don't know what's going on, you you prepared for it. And I, I the D.A.R.E. program was huge for me yeah. because I knew what heroin looked like. Mm-hmm. And I was at a party in college. We, there, was a, there was a bong going around. Mm-hmm. And some dude was like, hey, man, you mind if I put something on that? And we all thought he meant add to the bong. He took out this little bag of yellow powder. And I knew to be like, whoa! Yeah. And I was out. And I knew I knew what that was. I, I wasn't thinking, hmm, I wonder what kind of weird yellowy powder weed flavor that is. Maybe yeah. it's butter topping. I knew that's bad. I don't want that in my life. I'm out. Yeah. Speaking of heroin. Have we ever... No. <laughs> And we were talked about why I always wanted to take the heroin joke out of, of the rap battles behind the scenes. Uh, not here you haven't. But we've talked about it? Um, yeah, I'm sure. So I'll tell you. So I had that experience where, where heroin actually passed before my eyes. I also have known people who have had friends who've lost their lives to heroin. Mm-hmm. It is a not messing around chemical. Yeah. It's not something you dabble in. Yeah. No, you go full on. You go full on. Yeah. And having had that experience as a younger person where... Someone offered me heroin, and I knew to be like, nope, yeah. that's serious, that's bad, I'm out. Yeah. That, you know, that was a turning point in my life. I could have been like, yeah, let me try it. Hey, dude, you got any more of that heroin? Hey, man, you, you got, any, got any more of that heroin, man? I don't need this guitar anymore, man. Give me a hundred bucks. You know, that, yeah. that, that kind of stuff can happen to people so fast, yeah. people who are unprepared. So that's why I thought I thought it was irresponsible of us. You know, we do have young people watching the the rap battle behind the scenes to be joking so lightly about this thing. So if, if even one kid goes and he's at a party and somebody's like, "You want some heroin?" and he's like, "Yeah," rap battle thinks that's hilarious. Yeah, I couldn't live with that. Yeah. I couldn't sleep with that. I didn't feel right about it. Yeah. So I was, we we tried to like make it serious, and I had death do it. Be like, "You're gonna die." I was like, "You know what? The, it, we can." Think of funnier things. Yeah. It wasn't about heroin. It's about Lloyd's creepy It was face. about Lloyd being hilarious. Yeah. 
And taking any joke and doing it over and over again, yes. it becomes funnier. Yeah. And I, I knew I had more confidence in us to be able to come up with something that has no potential of endangering, endangering anybody. Yeah. So that's why I took it out. That's why I took it out. Yeah. It was me. You can blame me. People ask about it all the time. It's so funny. We'll put up this video with like all these intricate behind the scenes showing this like nine hour makeup process and the top comments like, no heroin, you guys suck. <laughs> all right. Yeah. But that's, you know. They can that, keep it alive in their hearts. The comment section wants to keep their heroin joke alive. Sure. Go for it. Sure. But. I just didn't, I didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Taking something that, uh, you know, uh, the, a girl I was dating at the time when that was really, when, when the heroin joke was really rolling, yeah. she lost like a good friend, died. Because of heroin. She yeah. like went to rehab. She got out. Her boyfriend gave her some. She overdosed. She died. Yeah. And that stuff happens. Happens. Yeah. happens. I know people too. Yeah. Happens. You just, you got to be prepared, man. Yeah. Ha- you know, having fun, having a drink, going to a party here in the state of California, Colorado, some other places, some marijuana, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But knowing what you're doing, knowing how to be careful, knowing how to be smart, being around people you trust yeah. makes all the difference. Sure does. Being prepared. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah. Till next time. Till next time. Wow, that got that got real. It's good though. It's it really is. good. It's important. It's nice to be able to talk about things. So yeah. We'll have more to talk about next time. Is there not a bit while it's cut? I don't want to stop. You want to keep going? I do. I'm sorry. I thought we were cutting. No, I thought we were cutting too. But oh gosh, this is this is this is live. This I, is real. This I, is well, fun. I gotta say, having having the camera there, I yeah. feel more like I know that that you are there. You're w- watching it. Cameras to me, especially when we're making videos like this, they they're I I know that they're a the person, person in the room. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just know. I realized early in making YouTube videos that that that's going. There's one person watching this at a time. You're you're really there. Whether yeah. you're wearing a, a long sleeve shirt or a short sleeve shirt, whether you have cats or don't have cats, my cat just came out from his hiding place. Uh, you're actually there. And, and when I started getting, you know, emails and messages, and especially when I started getting letters in in a, in a mailbox, mm-hmm. I, it made me really realize how 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 real you are. That's amazing. You're really there. You really watch. You really hopefully enjoy this. So, bringing back an old tradition, mm-hmm. maybe we'll end this on a on a lighter note. Yes. Let's open some viewer mail. Great. Do you, do you mind? I'm hoping you're saying no. I don't mind at all. Viewer mail, viewer mail. Let's see what we got today. Viewer mail. So I, uh, I didn't. I sat on a pile of viewer mail for a long time mm-hmm. because I, I got overwhelmed by it. I didn't. There were so many beautiful things coming. I felt like I couldn't keep up with all the beautiful gifts I was yeah. receiving. I was like, I, I want, I want every single one of these. I want to like sleep with it in my bed and and go to the person's door and be like, you're awesome, and give them a hug. Yeah. So I, I, I have a, a cabinet full, and uh, so you might see some very, if you sent this, you might be like, I sent that six months ago, and that's true, but I, st- I still have it. And th- this one comes to us from, uh, I think this is France? No, Finland. Is this uh, Finland? A, Inland? It says Denorsk. That's got to be. That's, yeah. Norge? Maybe it's Norway. I think it's, it's Norway. somewhere in Scandinavia. It's coming to us, and uh, there's no name, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and open it. I'm curious to see how viewer mail translates to just the audio. So right now I'm I'm opening an envelope and it kind of smells like cat pee in here. Yeah, it does smell like cat pee in I here. I think the cat's peed under there. That's strong. That's powerful. Yep. 
they're freaked out. Wow, that's a strong cat pee smell. So the first first thing we have in here, uh, you know, for the video camera, I can I can show it to you for the the audio podcast. I can just describe it. This is a creepy, goopy skeleton head. Yeah, uh, it looks like it's one. Of the, whoa! And his eyeballs oh. squish out and are full of worms and blood. That's very interesting. That's terrifying. Wow. Uh, so let's see if we can pick up this noise. That is three-dimensional. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that's that's amazing. I'm going to see what the cats can do with that. Hopefully they'll pee on it. Dude, <laughs> what's with the pee? Huh? Who's peeing I, over there? I, yeah, both of you. This is a Nordic beef jerky snack. Oh, yeah. Reindeer? You going to eat this? I'll eat it. All right. Dante's going to eat it. Yeah, I think it's reindeer. Do you have to eat it on camera? Yeah. Oh, boy. Our cows do it. You just said you would eat it. I know. You want me to open it for you? Sure. All right. So Dante's going to take a bite of this reindeer snack. I do believe this is all in Nordic. Yeah, hopefully it or saves Norwegian. after six months. Yeah. So go ahead. Tell us. Give it. Smells great. Smells great. Yeah. Smells better than cat pee. That's yeah. for sure. How is that? It's a good chewing noise. That's the real sound of Dante chewing deer. Reindeer? That's reindeer meat. Can I? Rain Sprecken snack. Rain Sprecken. I'm going to eat some reindeer. I feel like I'm violating Santa Claus a little bit. Yeah. It's good. Does it taste like hooves? Tastes like Christmas. I'm currently biting the reindeer snack. Uh, Salty. Salty. Wet. Surprisingly wet. Surprisingly moist. Yep. Ugh. All right. That's good. I did it. I ate it. Do you want some? Derek, you want some reindeer snack? Yeah, go for it, bud. We're all sharing here. Whoa. Oh. Okay. <laughs> this is continuing down the grody trail. This appears to be Havgal. Um, it says Spro Torfish Chips. So I'm assuming that these are fish potato chips. Oh, no. So we go from squishy skeleton head with this noise. To reindeer jerky, to fish chips. Man, this is making me Norwegian people get down. Dante, you gonna eat fish chips? I, I Come on, dude. You're the co-host. You got to do the crazy stuff. Oh god. All right. It smells a lot like cat food. Let's see if the cats get into this. Um, all right. So I'm, I just opened it. There's a there's a distinct smell. Um, not fishy, uh, but not familiar. Check it out. Well, oh. Yeah. God. All right, so you go into that. Damn I'll see it. if there's a letter here. Um, you can. This, you can. That's co-host job, dude. No, when God. you signed up to be co-host oh. on a podcast, you volunteered to do weird stuff. Oh. And if somebody sends weird food, you got to eat it. I mean, it that's just... It expires 2014. It is... Oh. All right. That's that's fair. It might be stale. Oh, my gosh. A little bite? Let's have a little bite together. Oh. A little nibble. Little nibble, and I'll I'll is see. Is this like the lutefisk stuff they 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 bury for years and then take out and pee on it? I or? do I do, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna try a little bit of this. Just a little oh, little little nibble of fish chip. Let's just get here. We go. Cheers, Cheers to Norway. Oh oh, scaly. Yeah, you 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 gotta eat that whole bite, dude. Come on. Do not. You don't have it's to. In my mouth. I'm not trying to bully you here. It's in my mouth. I'm not trying to coerce you, but I, I thought we were, we I held up pieces. It. I thought we were going to eat the whole bite. There's a good lad. Okay. Not that bad. Really not that bad. No. 
The smell is awful. More fear than than actual bad taste. So the letter says, greetings from a parallel Norwegian universe. (laughs) I, I felt like I wanted to send you a more personal letter than just a fan letter. No problem. I do believe that ERB is a real cool concept and you are all truly doing an outstanding job. Thank you very much. The letter's very long, so I'm going to see. So his friend, uh, Shark is his friend, has a scary resemblance to, to me in physically and in other ways. Mm-hmm. So me, there's a Norwegian doppelganger of mine named yeah. Shark out there, and I like that. That's awesome. The ultimate so, Norwegian universe. He says his most recent event was to become a dad. So congratulations. Yeah. His name, I think, is Ole Eric Oi. Can I just call you Eric? Does that work? Because I don't want to mispronounce your name. You can, my middle name is Alexis, so if you want to just call me Alexis, you can. Do you have a middle name? Michael. Michael. That's great. Yeah. So from Michael and Alexis, Eric, thank you for this letter. He says he just became a dad. Um, that's amazing. Uh, he's got a, a newborn son. Uh, his friend Shark doesn't know he's writing this letter, but they're going on a trip to Los Angeles in a little while. They're coming in May. We missed you. Yeah. Sorry. I would have loved to share the rest of our fish chips with you because I don't, I'm a little full. I don't think I'll be able to finish them all. I think I'm good for a few days. That reindeer, reindeer jerky yeah, tided me over. And he says, thank you for your time while reading this. Uh, he says, it's sorry it was not written by hand. It's no problem. It doesn't, and he said, it's sorry it's not decorated by drawings. That's no problem either. You're a man with a son. You can, you can type on a computer. So they're going to, they're going to have a lovely holiday and, uh, well, welcome to Los Angeles. I hope you I hope you had a wonderful time. Thank you for this glorious uh, box of gifts. This is a handwritten letter, and um, I'm gonna oh, this is more from Ole. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read this later. Thank you so much for these uh, these adventurous foods, these adventurous chips. Surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. That's that's the thing. I I, I feel like I want to give every piece of your mail its time it deserves and yeah. explore it. So let's call it there. Cool. That was a good way to end. A little fish chips, a little reindeer jerky. And I'll leave you with this. See you next time.